Hello listeners, and welcome to episode number 268 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. This is Mike, I'm here with Danny, and tonight we'll be discussing the second iteration of Stephen King's adaptation of his horror tome it is that a good i whatever let, let it's the it's the sequel it's just to, it chapter two We're it chapter about, two it, it chapter two all yeah, right it's not really a sequel it's the other half right it's, i mean it's a thousand page book it's uh this yeah, was a long story this was the second part of that adaptation of a book that's right. already been adapted once upon a time danny how are you doing tonight i'm doing great how about yourself mike i'm doing well thank you Hey, you know, uh, before we get into the episode, real quick, I just wanted to take a moment to say R.I.P. MoviePass. MoviePass, <laughs> and Eddie Money. which was a service that was a service that you and I both uh, enjoyed for a long time. Not a long we time. Severely didn't. It, we, we liked it <laughs> for a while and then hated it for a long time. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. their 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 inevitable decline finally reached. It's conclusion this week, yeah. and it was announced that MoviePass will, in fact, They're be done. shutting down. I'm surprised they were even still operating. I think you could only see, like, uh, you know, The Secret Life of Pets 2 on a Tuesday at 1 o'clock for the last month or at so. At a budget theater. But, yes, right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that, but it still costs you, like, 20 bucks a month. <laughs> that service was a show. God, good riddance, movie pass. Bonkers. It was, it was fun while it lasted. I know that I got my money's worth from the subscription that I paid because I kept track of the movies that I saw and what I would have had to sure. have paid uh, ticket prices at those theaters. But, wow. <laughs> what a mess. Those guys suck. What a mess. <laughs> and it was just one of those things that it was a good idea, it was a great idea, and then they just made it so unbelievably um it was like destined to fail right the math immediately didn't work when you charge people 10 bucks a month and offer them unlimited movies in most markets if you see one movie you're that's already underwater they're already not right. making enough money so right one movie a month they lose money on you shocking yeah just right. shocking right just, yeah. just so anyway, so yeah. good riddance, movie pass. Uh, you had an idea, you thought of it. Now, conversely, I'm currently a member of the AMC uh, A-List program, which yes, is basically AMC's well. program. Yep. And I pay a monthly subscription, and I can see three movies a week. It's like 20, bu- Flash, 20 bucks, right? I, I don't see three movies a week. So as, <laughs> They're making money I'm, on you. Yeah. They're making <laughs> money on me, right? I got to see two movies a month minimum for this thing to, to make money. And uh, while I do, I'm sure there are many, 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 many A-list members who don't. So right. they're making money hand over fist. So good job, AMC, for taking a good idea and finding a way to mathematically and economically make it feasible. Congrats to AMC. And I like yeah. AMC theaters, aside from the 25 minutes of previews that you get with every AMC movie. Well, I love that the AMC theaters near me are – they're – Lovingly called AMC Classic, which I think is code for we're never going to invest another penny in them. And right, they are we, and as state-of-the-art as they'll ever be until they just inevitably decline yeah. and then we shut them. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 There's no uh, there's no little bar in the lobby. Right. right. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's 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 get talking about uh, it. Chapter two. And I just got to ask. We had seen It Chapter 1 for the podcast uh, two years ago when it opened. 
Did you re-listen to that episode or did you remember it I chapter I wanted one? to re-listen to it, though. I remember parts of the episode still from two years ago. Like, I remember you talking about a part that I found particularly frightening in episode one, which is when the kids are watching, like, a slideshow in the garage and Pennywise, like, starts to climb out of the screen and it's terrifying. But then, yeah. like, you laughed about how it becomes so unterrifying because, like, the garage door opens and he just leaves. And you're like, like, this is a ridiculous horror movie scene. Like, something bigger should have happened right there. Yeah, And I yeah. just remember thinking about, like, how scared I was in that scene and then laughing about how unscary it became. I did not re-listen to it, uh, but I remember the movie well. I think I mentioned in our last podcast, and I actually kind of remember the podcast a little well. Okay. Well, so I, I did not revisit our episode, but I did revisit... It chapter one this week. So I did before seeing it chapter two, I rewatched the movie. Um, and I found the first one, I guess, to be fine. Remind me how long chapter one is. It's two plus hours. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, okay. It's not quite as long as chapter two, but it's it's at least two hours. OK. And um, I just I guess I thought it was fine. I do remember that. You know, I mean, certainly I remember the scene you were talking about there. And there are so many scenes like that, which were sort of jump scare and creepy and then instantly nothing happens and everyone's fine. Sure, yeah. And yeah. I just, um, well, we'll talk more about that. But anyway, so I, the movie, the first one was fresh in my mind. Let's get into it, chapter two. From a plot recap standpoint, it's just the second half of this story. So, And it's, the, not, it's, it not, really, one, it's not really the second half of the story because the book itself is flashback and flash forward throughout, right? Like, so this is just... This is if you're going to take the book and make it sequential, this is the second half of the story, right? Correct. So if you remember the Godfather legacy where where Godfather 1 and 2 were edited in order, version 1 would have been Robert De Niro as Vito Corleone. Right, right. Right. And then you'd get to Marlon Brando and then you'd get into sort of the meat of Godfather part 2. Right, right, right. Right. Okay. So it chapter 1 took place in 1989. You've got a group of uh, six or seven kids calling themselves the Losers in Derry, Maine. Their town is sort of under attack from some sort of supernatural force. Uh, they defeat the evil entity, which rep, uh, sort of manifests itself as an evil clown named Pennywise. But yet, 27 years later, as the kids have grown up, they've left Derry, all of them except one, and they've sort of forgotten their childhood. They they've blocked out a lot of these memories. They get a call from Mike, one of their friends who stayed in Derry, uh, letting them know that they need to return because it has started again. And so the losers uh, reunite for the most part uh, back in Derry. They revisit uh, old wounds. They um, sort of re revisit some traumas from their past and ultimately confront their own demons and Pennywise the Clown to try and once and for all rid Derry Maine of this evil entity. And that's the movie yet, chapter two. Yeah. What did you think of it? I did not like this movie at all. I found it oh. completely boring, not scary at almost any point, and a complete failure of an adaptation of a really scary book. How about you? The same. Oh, yeah, wow. I okay. All right. Good. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so I said I rewatched chapter one this week and I thought, yeah, it was all right. And there's some kind of creepy scenes and the kids have a good chemistry. And yes. I was sort of interested in a lot of those actors. But boy, this one just sucks. Yeah. This one is very boring. 
The actors all are pretty. They're just phoning it in. Yes. Bill Hader is moderately entertaining. I liked Bill Hader. That's that's my one thing that I liked about the movie was Bill Hader. Yeah. But boy, this movie is just crappy jump scare after crappy jump scare after stupid jump scare. And they're not good jump scares. They're they're just they're all no. bad. They they're fails. Yeah. So have you read the book? I have. It, so I read the book after seeing chapter one. Uh, I had not okay. read it prior to, despite having read most of Stephen King's other books. And I'd seen the TV miniseries adaptation before we'd sure. seen chapter one. So in between chapter one and chapter two, I read the book and enjoyed the book. Uh, I found the book frightening and, uh, okay. and, and interesting and entertaining. And uh, I feel like this this film fell way short of that. And I think another another example of where it blew it is I remember early on in the book, there's a scene like I, I didn't quite get when I first started reading it that they were going to flash back and flash forward. And so there's a part early in the book that sure. becomes the first scene of this film, which is a gay couple at the Derry County Fair or something like that. And they're getting harassed by some yeah. push one of the, the guys off the bridge. And I remember reading that chapter and it's early in the book and thinking, this is terrifying. Like it was one of the scariest chapters that I remember from the book. And it's yeah. recreated as the first scene of chapter two. And I didn't find it scary at all. Like I just, I just found the whole thing really bland and really boring and I thought is this where we're going with this movie and that's exactly where we were going with this movie like it was really disappointing to be let yeah. down five minutes into a three hour long movie with a scene that I recall really terrifyingly from the book so since you've read the book maybe you can help me with one of the chief problems I had and I had it with the first movie but this one just it was like constant because I couldn't understand Pennywise's, like, both, I couldn't understand his abilities and his motivation. And what I mean by that is a lot of this cheesy jump scares in this movie is something terrifying is happening to the ki- to the kids or the adults. So it's either happening in 89 or 2016. And th- the character tells themselves, this isn't real. This isn't real. And then oftentimes whatever they're freaking out about just kind of goes away because it wasn't real. So it's like they were just hallucinating, but other times, no, it's real. It's real. And it kills people and it covers them in vomit and it covers them in blood. And like, so clearly something happened and it was a physical interaction. So I couldn't tell, like, is it just in their heads or is it real? And then I couldn't tell. It seems like Pennywise sometimes just outright kills people. And sometimes, for some reason, with these five or six people, just he just kind of teases them, yeah. and then he lets them live, and then he teases them, and then he lets them live, and then yeah. he wants to take a bite, and they get away, and he's fine with it. But he's, like, all-powerful and can raise people from the dead, and it's just this insane – whatever the script needed him to be able to do at that time, he could do it. But if it yeah. needed him to just be, like, a creepy boogeyman that can't really hurt you because it's a dream, then that's what it was. Yeah. So which I- is it? So it, that's not the way the book is. The book does not give him this sort of. The book doesn't tease you with that. The, he's he's real in the book. He's the evil incarnate, and I think that the movie took script liberties, as a lot of Stephen King books do, to 
draw it out and make it more suspenseful and sell more popcorn. I mean, this to me feels like a really bad ripoff of like Nightmare on Elm Street movies, right? When it was Freddy Krueger and he was in your dreams. Yeah. And so it's a dream reality. But if you died in your dreams, you died for real. So it was like all this weird stuff that Freddy could do and he could transform his body or you're in a dream. But it's a dream. So dreams are weird. So like they had this carte blanche to do whatever they wanted. But but if you woke up, you were okay. And this, it felt kind of like that, like the characters would be sitting there and then suddenly, you know, uh, one character named Ben is talking to the the girl, Beverly, and suddenly she just turns around and she's got like a corpse face and her hair starts on fire because guess what? It was Pennywise this whole time, just impersonating Bev for no reason. And then he chases Ben down a hallway and once Ben hides in a locker, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Right. Why? Why do that? Why not just kill Ben? Why not tear out his arm off like you did to other characters in the story? It just it just doesn't make any sense. I feel like the first episode of this was... I think that we both had some criticisms of it. And I don't think you even really liked it terribly much. Like I think you felt that it just wasn't scary at, at most points. It was at least a cohesive story. And uh, it went from point A to point B. This one kind of meandered all over the place. And we got... A lot of flashbacks with the kids from episode one that I just didn't think were necessary. Some of them were really extended flashbacks that I especially didn't think were necessary. And yeah, it, I don't know, it, it dragged a lot. This was one that I did check my watch. And I think in the third act, I might've fallen asleep for five minutes. (laughs) I, well, you didn't miss anything. I mean, so this one, you know, the first one obviously is just all the young kids the whole way. This time we've got the adults. And I think it would have been better to just have it be the adults the whole time. Because then we're flashing back to the kids who've all also, by the way, grown in the last two years. Right. So their bodies are different. Their faces are different. Their voices are different. This is not opportune. And then it's like, like, why why are we doing this? Like, just let it be the adults. Also, this movie just indulged in... I don't know. There's six losers. So we had to get six phone calls from Ben showing kind of each of the losers where they're at in life as adults and them all having to come back. Then we had to get six different scenes of them revisiting their childhood traumas. So we got six scenes of the adults doing something in which they all flashed back to six scenes of them as children. It just was like I was like, oh, God, when they started the second one, I thought I got to sit through four more of these things after this. Right. Like it just was so agonizing but yet they still took the time to add new stuff like there's a sequence where james mcavoy who plays bill who's kind of the young leader of the group um he goes to the the dairy festival into a house of mirrors and pennywise kills a a kid right in front of him that's not in the book i read that that was just a whole new scene that they just sort of invented and shot because they thought it would be extra creepy but why it right. just didn't – it just – there was no payoff. Um, it just was bad. I remember some scenes from the book that I also didn't get to see in this movie like uh, – was it Bill? Now I can't remember. One of the guy uh, – who's like – who's the famous writer? Is that Bill? Is he, he – that's James that's McAvoy. Yeah. That's James McAvoy. Like yeah. him getting yeah. severely drunk at a bar – before he flies out because he's so terrified. Like, he's gotten the call, and so he goes to this bar and just gets himself hammered 
for two hours so they can go board a flight where he just continues to drink. And I just thought that that was a really powerful scene of somebody in the utmost of their, the, the, the worst of their terror in their life. And that wasn't even in it. And But yet we got the the scene of the gay couple at the fair that I thought was also really scary that turned out not to be scary. I just, I thought this is right. like, this is just a Stephen King misadaptation top to bottom. Well, and, and then you had, the, again, I just didn't understand. Like, so they don't remember what's happening or they do and they're too scared to go home or they kind of remember some very specific moments from their childhood, but not the traumatic death of their friends and their brother and there were so many scenes of people shouting and throwing F-bombs at one another that were supposed to be funny or stressful, but it just – I wanted it to be over. And yeah. then the guy Mike, the, the the friend who stayed behind and became the librarian, he just – he seemed like a crazy person. Yes. Every scene was him just shouting, saying like, please listen to me. And it was like, boy, this script would be go would be a lot better if everyone would just be quiet for five minutes. Listen to him. Let him like lay out the narrative quickly as opposed to just getting six scenes in a row of the same freaking thing. Yeah. Anyway, this movie's bad. It's, I just I can't recommend really, it at all. It's, it's a really bad movie. I agree. I, I, I also remember a scene from the book where Beverly returns home and visits whomever is inhabiting her old apartment. And that was yeah. one of the most terrifying scenes from the book to me as well where this creepy old witch woman who is you know the devil incarnate uh is living there and so that scene actually is semi-recreated in the movie but it's not nearly as scary like it ends just sort of like just like you said in chapter one like everything that starts scary ends stupid this right. was the same thing. Like but I was worse, terrified right? in that the, scene, and then nothing happens. Yes. And then the big CGI, like saggy lady, comes out, and then she just goes away. Right, right. It's like <laughs> nothing bad ever happens. Yeah. And it's, can we also, uh, before we get into what's up with this, is really a what's up with? They kill Pennywise the clown. They kill Evil Incarnate by mocking it, <laughs> by just saying clown 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 and and he's so horrified to be called a clown that evil incarnate just withers and dies <laughs> what this was the big salute is that how they kill him in the book they just kind of make fun of him a little bit until he just gets really tiny and they pull his heart out and squish it i feel like the tv miniseries final climactic scene with the spider in the sewer and the riding of the bike and that was scarier and more emotionally inflicting to me than this movie was by a thousand percent it's so bad like i mean he's barely big villains quite honestly like he he doesn't even show up all that often in the three and when he does it's just to like chat with someone like he 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 indicates that he's wanted these six people to return that for 27 years in his hibernation he was thinking about them which by yes. the way he's thousands or millions of years old and he hibernates for 27 years it's not that much time for him it probably right. goes by in the blink of an eye but he agonizes like for 27 years i thought about you did you because uh, you're not doing much i can't tell if you need me here and need my fear or if you just want to 
bite me in half and kill me, which you could do immediately. Also, it seems like he can leave Derry because he sent some sort of he sent a balloon and then a dead guy to break Bowers out of the prison. So why not just go get these people in New York or in L.A. and wherever they're at? If he can leave Derry, then why not just leave Derry? Why why stay in Derry, Maine? It it just again, maybe I should read the book. Obviously, a famous book, obviously well received. But this movie it just about kills any interest you have in the story of it. And you have read the book. Like, you, you just want to reread it. Maybe right? in like, middle school. I, okay. I, I don't remember right. any of it. All right. No. Okay. Yeah. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? So what's up with, like, the fortune cookie scene when they get back together and like just these weird CGI animals and creatures busting out of fortune cookies just to freak them out. Why would Pennywise do that? And then they're fine. And he leaves them alone for a couple hours. It's just it, it's just a bonkers excuse to get crappy CGI in this movie. It was it was my first it was my first what's up with because I hated that in the TV adaptation recreation of this. It looked so much worse then. It looked so much better now. But it still looks stupid, and it was a weird scene from the book anyway. It was one that I just kind of chuckled at as I put my bookmark in and went to bed. So, yeah, agreed. Uh, What's up with this movie having the craziest, grossest puke shot of all time? (laughs) So I feel like in the last decade or so, movie makers have gotten, like, more crazy with when you see a character puke, right? (laughs) Years and decades ago, used to be someone just going, ugh. You know, then we got to like we'd see a little bit of it, or you'd hear it, right. or like maybe you'd see it like from yes, from right. the side. This is, right. this is like the camera's underneath Bill Hader, and he he leans <laughs> over and like it's like a full on vomit. That might have been the boldest shot in the whole movie. It's like right up front, and we just see him absolutely gag. It was so na- that was nasty. What's up with Bill Hader's casting? And I gotta say, I love it. I loved him in this movie. This was this was the character that I appreciated. Most of the rest I didn't know. I love Bill Hader. And when I saw him in the... I didn't know coming in that he was in this movie. When I saw him in the opening credits, I was like, oh, I can't believe he's going to be in here. I thought he was fantastic. What's up with that? He was, he was really good. But the movie didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know if he was going to be straight up comic relief or if... True. If he should constantly be sort of, uh, he starts to be funny and then he's really afraid. It. I feel like it didn't. It didn't fully utilize his skill set. He was great in certain scenes. Perhaps and others it didn't it felt fully like they utilize didn't it. With him. But but I agree that he he was able to be comic relief at certain parts and dramatic at others. And I thought he was really good at both. And I really liked him in this movie. What's up with you know in the original book, which is written in the eighties, the first part with the kids and the losers takes place in the late 50s so it's like 1950 early 60s and then you then the adults are in the 80s well this movie obviously got updated so the kids were in 1989 and then it's 2016 but what's up with bill's bike still being from like the 50s (laughs) so you know in the in the original book he's riding like a 30 year old bicycle (laughs) in this book it's it's like 60 years old (laughs) and it is a hunk of crap in the first movie, and then he finds the same rusted, just piece of absolute garbage. And then, as an adult, he also every time he gets off, he just throws it on the ground. 
it's like his, right. his it's, prize it's like an antique that he paid like four hundred dollars yeah. for. It just, just throws it into a wall. Yeah, just like flings it against a tree or throws it into traffic. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What's up with me not hating James McAvoy in this movie? I hate him. What is up with that? I and I, like and him I liked one. him. Oh, I liked him in this one. It's so weird. I can't stand that man. And in this movie, I was like, oh, he's he seems right for this. What's up with his character, Bill, going back and revisiting where his little brother, Georgie, was pulled into the sewers in 1989. And Pennywise pretends to be Georgie again and talks to him. And he reaches in and he's trying to save Georgie. Now, wait a second. In 1989, when Pennywise did that, you knew it wasn't Georgie. In fact, you stabbed your brother because you knew it was Pennywise pretending. But 30 years later, you're like, oh, I'm going to pull you out of the sewer. Hold still, buddy. It just, (laughs) it was. And then what's up with later in the movie, Pennywise (laughs) pretending to be Bill. And so Bill could, it was almost like, oh my God, instead of a flashback, we've got time travel. Because now he's back in the scene from the first movie where we get (laughs) him being afraid. But like, no, Pennywise is now actually (laughs) playing himself to allow Bill some catharsis. Uh, and let him like work through his issues. Yeah. And then just gets real scary and then he wakes up or then he escapes. Right. It's like, this is so insane. And that's happening at the same time as the giant bug shaped Pennywise is just trying to dig a hole or get some people in a cave. Right. Right. None of this made right. sense. This movie sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> well, buddy, given your non final thoughts on that, are you ready for five questions? Yes, let's do We've it. We've got five listeners submitted questions for It Chapter 2. Thank you, listeners. Danny, you're in the hot seat. Question number one. Pennywise appears defeated, but the movie has made a lot of money. Would you go see a Chapter 3 with the Losers Club in their late 60s? Or maybe a prequel? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. Question number two. Stephen King adaptations are always a mixed bag. What are some of the best and worst that you've seen? Boy, some of the better ones. Well, um, you know, Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King story. It's obviously not like a horror story. And I thought that is a, a <laughs> it's a well-made movie, but I've seen it so many thousands of times on TBS and TNT and on DVD that it's like woven into the fabric of my life. So I feel like Shawshank Redemption is a good one. Um, and boy, are there any others that are really, really good? I think the original I mean, Carrie at the time was good. It, um, it, it was nominated for several Oscars, or at least two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Sissy Spacek and another one. Uh, Shining, he has infamously he disavowed. Like, like, right, yeah. he hated that one. Yeah, but I like that movie. I and do it's, too. Freaks me yes. out, and yes. so I really enjoy. And I'm afraid of that movie, but he doesn't like it, so it's hard to say it's a great adaptation. Right. But you're right. So many of the others have just been crap. Like I think if you if you just watched the adaptations of his books, you would think he is the least popular, crappiest writer of all time. And I think he's not a great writer. He's just so prolific. Um, but, I mean, it, the number of good adaptations can be counted on, like, one or two ha- one or two fingers, and the bad ones are dozens and dozens. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good answer. Uh, question three. Or, uh, yes, question number three. In King's novel, 
the ritual of is is it pronounced chud or chewed involves two parties spiritually biting down on each other's tongues and telling jokes until the loser laughs it's a psychic battle of wits waged with the power of belief in the vast expanse of the macroverse and overseen by Maturin, the ancient cosmic turtle. Did you know King had a major problem with drugs in the 80s? <laughs> I didn't, but I understand why this has been so difficult to adapt. Like, I, I, there, there was a turtle in this episode that I remembered noticing and thinking, oh, they're going to like go to this thing because I'd read the book just a year ago. But, man, it got esoteric in this book. How it's, is it so popular with such a, such a stupid-sounding... It sounds stupid. Uh, it, it sounds absurd. Like, I don't... He doesn't, he doesn't pay a ton of attention to all of that throughout the story, but, you know, it's more balloons and a clown and, and uh. scariness and these What's kids. up with the balloons? Like, I'll never... A, a, a red balloon just floating by is never going to be a creepy image. And they really think it is like, we see it and we all just start like sweating. Yes. It's just not, it's not scary it's, at all. It's great, it's, that you, it's great that you say that because this week was Claire's birthday and we print out our weekly calendar. And so on the weekly calendar I, in her birthday window, I said, happy birthday, Claire. And had a picture of Pennywise with the red <laughs> Just... Just to mess with her, because I like to do that. Okay, question number four. I kind of get James McAvoy, but what is Jessica Chastain doing in this movie? I don't know. I don't know. She's a good actress, but she she did nothing in this movie. That could have been anybody. That could have been Beverly as a kid with some Anybody with red hair. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they gave her nothing to do. All right, final question. It Chapter 2 opens exactly 160 days before Sophia Lillis, who plays Bev as a child, turns 18. How do you plan on celebrating when her big day comes? Good grief. No no comment. I, th- come on, people. Just be nice. I actually thought that actress yeah, did a really nice did. job it's in the fine. first movie. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, she's, All she's right, fine. So that's five questions. All right. <laughs> that's five questions. I have no more final thoughts. What do you think? Anything else? Uh, no, I don't recommend this movie. I, I really don't recommend the first. No. I kind of still prefer the TV miniseries, which was... With Harry Anderson, Not yeah, great. <laughs> no, it's it's really a tough one. John Ritter, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, it's just bad, but um, but it's better than this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Agree. All right. Well, coming up next, we've got Brittany runs a marathon, which we've been trying to see for like a month now, and hopefully it'll be finally playing wide enough that we'll be able to see it, and then we'll get back on track with a ton of episodes. And we really appreciate everyone's patience and support, and we can't wait to keep punching out episodes. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. 
Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.